I've, this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik. He is Tata Louder. We are joined by Becky at Giftmaster Bex and Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. What's really good, guys? How was your week? Pause. Let me tell you about my week. I am oh God. fucking pissed. <laughs> I am so mad. I am so angry. I haven't been this fired up in a while. Now me, I'm an old school guy. I, I like old school hip hop or at least my era uh, of hip hop, you know, uh, late nineties, some early two thousands. That's the shit I like. I don't like a lot of these new guys. Every time I like a new guy, something bad happens. Now, hey, this LA Capone guy, yo, he's spitting. Love him, shot down. Hey, Triple X Tentacion. <laughs> Man, I'm really feeling old boy. Boom, shot down. Now, we lost another one. Pop Smoke. Y'all can't believe it. You can't have nothing. Yo, Brooklyn is losing right now. First off, we had Takashi. He's a rat. So, we don't fuck with bitches like that. <laughs> and then Pop Smoke came out. Welcome to the party. Dior, Dior. I was feeling young scrap with the deep voice. And you make it out of Brooklyn just to get gunned down in Hollywood. Like, that is some fucked up shit. I'm dumb tight. I'm dumb tight. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. So apparently you just can't like any of the musicians, new musicians, because apparently you liking them gets them. That's three of them. <laughs> that, that's three of them. From Brooklyn. From no, Brooklyn. no, no, no. Um, Triple X ain't from Brooklyn. He's from uh, Florida. Ali uh, Capone was from Chicago, where if you're a rapper in Chicago, you kind of have to get shot. Right? Unless you're Kanye West. Pause. That was fucked up. But still, it's it's shit makes me sick. Besides that sad news about Pop Smoke, it's been good with y'all. Tyler, why don't you go first since you missed last week? Yeah, man, you missed a couple of days. What were you doing? Just life hits at the time that we went to record, and that's all, and it just stuff happened, and nothing you can do about it, you know? I thought, I, I honestly thought you were going to bring up that I, I broke my big toe, and that's why I couldn't be here. That, that, that was what I was going with next, if you didn't bring it up. <laughs> Which did happen. How did you break your big toe? So about a month ago, I fractured my ankle and after four weeks, I decided that I was good to start trying to play again and play what exactly play soccer. I was training my athletes. Thank, I jumped, thank you for not calling it football. I jumped in with them. And as I went to go take a shot, one of them lifted their foot and I hit the bottom of their foot of their cleat and it just broke my big toe. So I was, I was off a boot for about 12 hours. Let me ask you a question. Does it make you angry that? Soccer isn't a real sport. You, talk, you need you to stop being disrespectful right now. No, I mean, you got injured for pretty much. I mean, it's not even a real sport. I mean, like, no, you're you're right. You're right. If I was if I was playing football, I would get to rest for about a couple hours and play for only about five minutes. So you're right. It makes sense. <laughs> me, I, that's what men do. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's a full so yeah, soccer. Yeah, <laughs> Let me see Christian Ronaldo on no, a kickoff. Not. Okay, see watch a does. full soccer game and tell me that's not full freaking contact. Okay, they're not I, tackling, I, they but they are fake kicking so each other. So many injuries in a soccer hang on, game. Hang on, hang on a second. There's a there's a difference though. Let me tell you something. The challenge is more of a sport than soccer. I've been watching the duel too. <laughs> that looks harder than soccer. You know, it's funny you said that because I play center back, and if one of you guys were running down with the ball, it'd be like a hall brawl, and I would just be CT, just dropping somebody because <laughs> that's what I do. But that's so. a problem I have. Center back isn't a real position in anything. A center back, like either either you're a cornerback right, or compare a running back. center back to a linebacker. Yeah, a center back. That's just making up shit. Dude, they literally will hit each other and they do not have pads. Bro. They don't hit each other in soccer. Imagine Tyler yeah, going up against Ray Lewis. You can. Just imagine you, gotta, you can knock the person down while you're trying to get the ball. Shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. You go like this and you go, pow. All right. Hello? I played soccer. Don't even play me. 
And me and Blake play football. There the we go. The most important <laughs> thing is, I think we could all agree, is that soccer sucks. So, with that said, Back. let's go ahead and move into the episode. I'm so sorry episode. to our soccer fans. He does not speak for all of us. I do. And stop putting that football in my face before I tear it to pieces. I'll give it to my, I'll take it to it's my, I'll give it to my dog and let him tear it up. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the episode. Season 25, episode 9 of The Challenge, Free Agents. This is going to be a good one. This is where we start to see the cracks and Laurel and Cara Maria's friendship and how it begins to spiral down. Let's get it in. So the show is opening up and Laurel is gloating how much she's getting her ass kicked and she decides to talk shop with Cara Maria. <laughs> Did I tell you? Every person has, Johnny Bananas has come to ask me to help him. Jessica, Nani, Devin has. That's crazy. I can only imagine how annoying that is to have people constantly come up to you. Good thing I got you first. Well, eventually, there's going to be a choice between There is no Jessica. choice. I'm number one. Eventually, there's going to be a choice between Cara, Devin, Laurel, and Jessica. And that's a difficult decision. How is that a difficult decision? Between pe three because people I you don't know. Devin, Dad. Shut the up. Because I promised Devin I don't want to send a nanny, and Jessica has been like nice the entire time. You're saying that I'm an option? No, for you? you're annoying me. Stop being so paranoid. I am not going to vote for you. I'm allowed to tell Carmaria if she's being annoying. You don't get it. I'm just, you don't understand. Like, I'm you don't follow what I'm saying. I know, I'm frolicking in left field. You're annoying. Don't speak. <laughs> I don't like when people do that. It's very offensive, and I'm just trying to bite my tongue, but there's no reason for a human being to act like that towards anybody, let alone your own best friend. It's just ugly, Laurel. Like, you look ugly. Not exactly the reaction you would expect out of, you know, people who refer to each other as best friends, or at least Carver does. So in your opinion, was Carver Maria being immature, or is Laurel out of line? Tyler, you've been gone for a while. Why don't you kick it off for us? I believe context is everything, and I think that the narrative that the producers wanted us to see was that Kara was not giving Laurel what Laurel wanted. Was she being annoying in that moment? Absolutely not. She was just being a person. However, we don't know what happened in the 30 minutes in that conversation that we didn't get to see. Uh, in, in, in my eyes, it was a bit of a blow-up, but then again, context is everything, so... Okay, Tyler's going with context. Good for you. Becky. It's all in how, it's not necessarily what you say, it's how you say it. And when Laurel speaks, she can be very condescending. And it sounds like she is talking down to Kara whenever she speaks to her, like she's better than she is. So I can see her getting annoyed with it. And, she, and I think Kara was just being honest, like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And then all of a sudden, Laurel just didn't want to hear it anymore. So at the end of the day, I think that Laurel should have apologized for the miscommunication and said, this is what I was trying to say. And, you know, I think Kara was right to be offended because at the end of the day, you have to be aware of how you're coming across to people and the tone sometimes will say it all for you. I'm going with, I'm going with Tyler on this one. I feel like context is everything, especially with a blow up like this. I feel like all verbal fights on the challenge, you, you're not going to get the full story. The only people that know what really happened are the two of them and everyone else was in the room at the time. And that's, the, that's really who knows the true story. We're going to hear 10,000 stories on what really happened and they only know the truth. Is Laura right? No. Is Kara right? No. The vote's stubborn. That's pretty much it. Like, we, we don't really know much. We don't know how it started. We don't know how it's going to end. So, see how it goes. You motherfuckers are playing real coy right now. I think the camera showed us the main gist of it. And let me tell you something. Laurel was way out of line. Now, I know when people are friends, they talk to each other all crazy. If you see me and my friends get together, like if you ever see me, Ace Metaphor, and our team from back home ever together, you see us talking, you would not think that we're friends. You would think that we are all mortal enemies who hate each other. So I understand talking all crazy, but the way that Laurel was coming off and the thing that she was saying was downright hurtful and wrong. She was out of line, straight up and down, period. But like me and my friends, we we say ten times as worse as what Laurel did to Cara, and and we know when we're joking around, and we just don't like 
it's different because when you're in the challenge house, it's a whole different like atmosphere. Whatever you're in game mode at the time, like I don't know. It's a weird situation that we're not gonna know the full story of. I think what is getting missed here is like we all have those friends that we can see their breaking point, and we all know, hey, if I keep poking and keep saying this one thing, they're gonna get mad at me. And for all we know, that's what <laughs> that's what happened. Th that that literally could have been what happened. Cora could have said yeah. something once or twice. Laura could have said you know got started getting her way that she gets where she's really stubborn and car could have just done it a third time and that could have just set her off the way that we see it obviously laurel comes off bad none of us are saying that how she acted was just i'm just saying there has to be more to that than the 20 seconds we got i mean you also got to know that they have a history together so i'm sure that it's you know when you talk to somebody you have a friend in your life and then all of a sudden it just keeps to the same situation keeps happening over and over and over again. It gets more and more frustrating and you have less and less patience for it. So maybe this is something that's just been long since coming and two people that aren't communicating right. And she's not realizing how much it affects her when she talks to her like that, you know, but maybe that's just me. After the big car blowout, Johnny Riley decides to run and spill those beans to Teresa. She's done it a couple times. She Shut up. You're annoying. Shut up. You're so annoying, Car. Don't look at me. Shut up. She's very condescending. She knows she knows how to break people down. At least Car stuck up for herself. I'm not going to take that crap anymore. As long as these girls are thinking about anything else other than the game, I'm all about it. She doesn't deserve a so-called friend like her. Oh, nice. The more drama between other people, the less drama for me. Has Laurel spoke to you yet? No. That's what we were just discussing. She's the one that told me to shut the f up, stop talking, so I did. And that's where I'm leaving it. Laurel and Jessica are together, and Cara is trying to get some sleep. But absolutely nobody gives a fuck. When I saw Jordan with you, he was so loving, like so affectionate, so sweet and kind. I think so too. It's super late at night, and Laurel is just acting all buddy-buddy with Jessica, and they're writing love notes in their bed together, and I just want quiet, just soft voices, inside voices. Jess and I were trying to hide it from them, but then we were going to kiss in the stairway, and he turned around, and Toya goes, you're a whore. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just take a couple more sleeping pills. Why don't you try one? Because I don't need pills to fall asleep. I just need dark and quiet. Carmaria and Laurel got in a fight, and they are on the outs, but Laurel and I are still friends. I'm still gonna talk to Laurel and have fun and chat about boys. It's gonna happen. <laughs> now, once again, this thing between Laurel and Carver Maria seems to only be escalating at this point. And I think right now we're at a point where every little thing is gonna start to annoy somebody. Like, you ever been in a relationship and it starts to go sour? And then everything that the other person does just annoys the shit out of you. Like, yo, look at this motherfucking way to eat crackers. Fuck them. I'm <laughs> sipping that goddamn water bottle. Is he still breathing in the corner like that? He needs to stop. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about, which must mean that it's me that they grow tired of. <laughs> it just means you have the patience of a saint there, Tyler. Facts. So, once again, I'm going to throw back out the same exact question. Is Carver Maria being immature, or is Loru out of line by kind of just rubbing her friendship with Jessica in Cara's face, keeping her up. They could have easily talked to more hushed tones or moved to a different room, but so could have Cara. Who's right and who's wrong in this petty-ass argument? I feel like they're both wrong in a way because they both want each other to do other things besides them acting upon themselves doing it first. They're both being selfish towards one, towards one another. If, because if they are genuine friends, they're going to you know, look out for their friends. If one friend wants to go to sleep, let them go to sleep. If your friend is talking to someone else, let them talk. So it's it's a long thing that's going to just drag out for years and years and years and years. And they're both going to keep doing the wrong things to each other and no one's going to be right ever. You know what? That was a amazing take. Thank you for sharing with that. You know, can you just repeat it one more time? <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Oh, man. You're such a dick. <laughs> Becky, go ahead. Jump in. The girls were being rude with how loud they were talking, but Kara was kind of being a wet blanket with 
just because she wants to go to sleep doesn't mean everybody has to go to sleep. It's similar to the fight on the bus when Jordan was telling CT to shut up. You know, is it really his place to tell people to stop having fun? So I think, like Antonio said, that they're both wrong in a way. She was wrong when she saw that, you know, Kara wanted to sleep and she was just being loud. And Kara's wrong for, like, trying to, like, I guess, rain on somebody else's parade just because she's not involved in the fun. Does that make sense? No. Wait, you agree with me? Uh, that, that, that's, that's the most important thing I'm getting out of this. What I said is I agree that they're both in the wrong in different ways, but I didn't... Which but is what I said. I did completely 100%. Do not... You know what? Mark it in your calendar. This will never happen, and it'd be very oh, rare, will. so treasure it, Antonio. Just treasure it. Uh, no, let's, uh, let's move on. These two have covered it. I don't want to take away from the moment that just happened, so... <laughs> Aww. I, knew I you absolutely had have no problem taking away from that moment. Let me tell you something. Cara Maria was way out of line. Uh, guess what, Cara? You don't own the room. You are a roommate, and you share that room. If your roommates don't want to go to sleep, they don't have to go to sleep just because you're fucking tired. Guess what? Pick your redhead ass up and go sleep on the couch. Stop being such a baby. Stop playing victim. And stop using your relationships to advance yourself in the game. Goddamn Cara Maria. The hell does she think she is? I'm gonna send that. I'm gonna send this. It's going to, to be on the show, so it's readily available. <laughs> but thanks anyway. Yeah. The day that the... you learn to cut audio is, I don't know, <laughs> fucking hell would freeze over. Hey, hey, I got a podcast coming out too, so I got to oh, learn yes, that that's shit. right. Uh, the Flushing Empire coming out soon. So make sure you guys keep an ear out for that. Correct. Ooh. Congratulations to you and transition. all six of your listeners. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. The Sinister Six. They're followers right now, not listeners. We're talking about yet. the six of us is all here. There's like one other person. I probably forced Monet to listen to a couple of episodes in the car. <laughs> Go Yankees. <laughs> it's so all bad. Right. Let's go ahead and move on to the daily. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. This one is going to be a Pierce game, and this one is going to be called... I'd like to welcome everybody to Dugout. All right. Now, as you can see, there are six giant ramps dug out into the ground. There are also six racks of balls, three colored, three black. So to begin, one player is going to start next to the colored balls, with their partner being directly across from them next to the black balls. And when I say go, you guys are going to transfer the balls as fast as you can. You can only move the balls from the side you started on. Now remember, guys, all these ramps meet up in the middle. There's going to be some hard hits for sure. Oh, that's going to hurt. All right, there's going to be a guy's round and a girl's round. The first team to transfer all 10 of their balls will win today's challenge. You will not only be safe, but you will also nominate one guy and one girl to send into the elimination round. The rest of you guys are going into the draw. This one definitely looks like it is going to be a banger, like it's made for contact. So, the teams go. Okay, so for the girls, first captain. Devin. Teresa. And the third captain for the girls. Car Maria. All right, so up first, we got CT. Let's take Zach. It's like Christmas. See you in the draw. You just kind of swallow hard because you know these two together is going to be destruction. All right, Kahata. I'll take Bananas. And Johnny. I'll take Leroy. All right. <laughs> All right, Devin. I'll take Laurel. Go, Nani. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jessica, save the best for last. 
You're on Cara Maria's team. My lucky charm. Come here. Yeah, let's do it. The fact that Cara Maria and I are stuck together kind of sucks. It's important that you like your partner. All right, let's get you guys suited up. Girls, you're first. Gnarly. So Jessica thinks that she's stuck with Cara and she's not excited about the partnership. Like, like Jess didn't get picked last. So <laughs> the question I have for you guys is, um, who the fuck does Jess think she is? How are you mad that you are paired with Cara Maria? I can go ahead and list through all of her accomplishments. And, you know, it'll take me a couple of minutes. Not again. Uh, Jess isn't a bad person. I don't dislike her or anything, but I can't list her accomplishments for shit. So why is Jess tight that she's paired with Cara outside of personal reasons that Laurel loves Cara more than she loves Jess? What I find very interesting about this is that if I was in the middle of watching this season and we were doing power rankings, Jess would probably be the lowest ranked girl. Yes, she would be ranked lower than Devin. I just don't see much from her. I think she plays this game way too emotional, and that's the whole reason why she makes this comment about Kara, is because there's a little bit of drama, so now she can't successfully partner with her, even though it's the best pairing she could get for this challenge. Realistically, it is. Her or Teresa, I think, are the best fit for this uh, daily. Laurel? Laurel's being picked. If you could pick anybody. I think this has more to do with, like, agility and upper body strength and everything. I don't think that this necessarily benefits Laurel from the girl's standpoint. I mean, I think you have a really good point. I mean, is she really stuck with Kara or is Kara stuck with her? Because mm, sex. <laughs> so um, if, she was, sandwich. if she was honestly this amazing player, she would have gotten chosen by somebody else. So I think she is, I think she's just, one of those people that, like Tyler says, you know, is high on the emotion of the situation. And uh, she's like, great, I hate my partner. And she hates me, and this isn't going to work. So she's off in a quarter pouting right now when she should just be, like, just trying to make it work. Can I, before Antonio goes, can I correct you, Becky? You, might, you made a slight mistake there. It's not a big deal. But you said if she would have been chosen by somebody else or chosen earlier, she wasn't even chosen. She was just left over scraps mm. that somebody had to take. Mm. She wasn't even picked, if we're being well, real Well, Kara was forced to cho- choose her. It wasn't like she was like, Kara no, couldn't you know, do this by herself. She should have turned to TJ and said, and said can I please do this alone? <laughs> can someone just knock the other ball down? <laughs> Antonio, before we get to you, I would just like to point out that... Uh, Tyler here calling women leftover scraps does not reflect the ideals okay. of Love War okay. Challenges podcast. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. Um, and Tyler, we will talk about this after we are off the air. So, the... Antonio... <laughs> uh, someone's getting fired tonight. The funny thing is, is, as the is not cool. only female on this show right now, I didn't even catch that. So, wow. wow. Here comes, a, here comes another weekly suspension. That's why I wasn't here last week, guys. <laughs> broke it until my ass. Malik went over there and broke his toe for him so he would get in line. <laughs> yeah. Antonio. Hey, let's, let's, no, no, skip Antonio. Whatever, let's skip. Let's keep it was going. a great moment. We, wow. don't, we don't need Antonio's opinion right you now. You know what? Actually, Tyler does have a good point. Let's skip over Antonio. No, yeah, I have nothing to say anyway, so All yeah, right. just skip over. So, let's go ahead and get into the daily. It starts off with a bang. Cara comes out and straight up truck sticks Nani. There's a huge pileup. That was vicious, dude. Cara comes down like the little engine that could and sticks Nani. Talking. Carter lost the ball. Nani is wobbly. Laurel couldn't give a fuck about winning this daily. She's going nice and slow. I mean, this is one of the rare times where Laurel's saying she's she, that she's going to go at the same pace as Devin and just does the best that she can. Um, she doesn't want any contact, which is surprising because Laurel's the biggest bitch out there. I mean, looks like a WNBA player, so her not wanting contact, that's funny. Anyway, it gets down to the wire. We're down to the last ball. I go to put it in, and there's no space for it. Oh, crap. Yes, yes, go! Hurry, hurry! Donnie 
is completely dazed. If she were to drop right now, this game's over for both of us. This game is going so fast, my only thoughts are grab a ball, put it down. Grab a ball, put it down. Go, 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 go! Go! I see Jessica come out of nowhere, crap, I can't stop, and bam! Yeah! Yeah, Nani! You okay? You're okay. She killed it, like... Thanks. Blood down your face and you were still hustling. It was amazing. <laughs> Knowing that we don't have to see the draw makes this win that much better. We're safe. Yes, ah. we're safe. Thank God. <laughs> I honestly feel like I could have ran that about five more times. And I'm very, very frustrated. I wish I could do that all over again by myself. <laughs> so, at the end, Carver goes to drop off her last ball, but just didn't grab her ball yet. Jess is on her way with the last ball as she gets trucked by Devin. <laughs> Jess gets trucked <laughs> by Devin. She gets fucked up, and then Teresa and Nani sneak in right behind them and get the win. So, I know that this is the second time I'm doing this this episode, but let me ask the same question one more time. Who the fuck does Jess think she is? Don't answer. We already know. <laughs> so. Well, before we get into that, I think Laurel's performance, though, I don't think it's her going at Devin's pace. I think she just mentally checked out right I now. I think she is a little bit mentally checked out. She was looking a little bit dazed uh, last week during, during the daily. Uh, you know, it, it looks like Jordan's departure actually affected her a little bit more than we think. I mean, is that what you guys think it is? I think it's just Jordan. But I think her losing one of her friends in the house within the, within the week, it does, you know, does make a good impact because you're basically losing two people you're close with within a week. Now you're really limiting your choices and you can talk to Yeah, them. you're forced to talk with fucking Jess. <laughs> well, I, I, I will say one thing, though, however, that her performance in this is actually smart because she has already probably has it in her mind what eliminations are, what eliminations she could beat everybody in. And I think she feels 100% confident against any girl in any elimination. So why kill herself when Devin's not going to be able to keep up if she's probably going to go into elimination? I think playing the, the conservative game is actually a really smart approach, whether or not she was actually doing that. And going into elimination, I mean, which one of these girls is really going to take her out? I mean, there's only one or two eliminations that she might not be the strongest in, but the majority of them? Most of them don't stand a chance. I don't think there's a single elimination she would go into that she would be at a favor that wouldn't be favored. She'd be uh, favored in every single elimination against nah. anybody. Name one. What's that one where they're running around with the rope on the back? She's got Looper, but she's bigger she's than got everybody arms else. Yeah, but I, and I think that, that's, that's but you know what? Stamina, but speed though. though. Yeah, if you get the speed and hit that rope first, put, put Teresa against her. Mm, that could be a fight. That could be, be a tough. fight. She's probably got like she probably got like 20, 30 pounds on Teresa to be real. That's a fact. Yeah, and Kara's actually quite fast. Let's get down to the needy greedies and let's talk boys elimination. The guys start off. Daily. Bananas and Riley make contact, but I mean, it's it's nothing really crazy. Riley dropped all of his balls and he wastes time trying to clean it up. Now the guys are playing a really <laughs> like sweet game. And they are making just about no contact at all. Riley Would you is... want to run into CT or Zach? That is not anybody I would want to run into. Well, me, I am a borderline psychopath, it. so I couldn't think of anything better. Like, like yeah, the, whole, I agree. the whole thing I would be going for would be like, how hard can I smack CT and, and get a clip on ESPN? Hey, did you guys see what happened on the challenge? Jesus <laughs> Christ, this guy should be on the New York Giants. But that's me. And I could just say that because I'm behind the microphone. Inside the studio in my house, so yeah, <laughs> it's a very safe place for me. But the boys are playing smart. There's not a lot of contact. Riley is fucking everything up. He doesn't know which ball is which. Um, a problem he didn't have with Nani, but that's a whole nother story for a whole nother episode. Oh, <laughs> oh. Wow. I'm here. What he said. No, Don't repeat it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Listen to, to the, the episode, episode dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Oh, is it, is it going to make the uh, final cut? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's definitely going to make. 
We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. So, CT and Leroy make a little bit of contact, but once again, nothing too crazy. It leaves them just a bit dazed. CT and Zach were flying through the whole entire thing, and they go ahead and win it. So the winners of this daily is going to be... Great challenge today, you guys. Nani, you took a hard slam, got up, kept it moving. Great job. job, Nani. Teresa, Nani, CT, and Zach, since you guys won today's challenge, you guys are not only safe, but you also be choosing one guy and one girl from the losing teams send into the elimination round. The rest of the losing squads are gonna take part in the draw. See you guys at the house. Is there a more tailor-made challenge for Zach than this right here? Like, I know everybody says CT because he hits people, but this was made for Zach. I mean, they was flying. It wasn't even really close. I mean, Bananas and Kahuta was a little bit behind, but they just had this one in the bag from jump. Zach was almost lapping CT. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I'm, honestly, I'm surprised Bananas, Kahuta, and Leroy and Riley didn't, like, team up against CT and Zach. If I'm Leroy, who doesn't want to win a challenge, I should, Bananas should be telling him, look, hit CT or Zach once or twice, hold their legs for a minute, 30 seconds, or whatever, however how long, get a slight advantage. So, if Johnny and Kahuta win, Zach and CT you're get voted in. You're out of your fucking mind. If you're standing in the way, listen. I'm just saying If you're standing there, in that hall and CT and Zach is running downhill at you, <laughs> they will knock you into season 37. But Leroy's a big dude. Am I, that's like a Mexican hunter to do. It makes me Leroy, who's the biggest out of the now remaining let's four. let's imagine Leroy standing there like a deer in headlights, and Zach is running downhill. Uh, no. Lee wants no. absolutely no, no you part time it perfectly. of CT. No, no. I'm just saying the option could have been thrown out there. Yeah, it could have. It could have been thrown out there, and so could have one of their skulls just flung across the grass <laughs> like nobody wants smoke like that hey honestly though getting hit that puts a delight on ct and zach so might as well take one for the team hold on a second wait do you guys do you, this is an individual game yet you're saying johnny bananas would deploy a sneaky snaky strategy like this to screw over leroy yet again oh but my saving himself no, <laughs> it's not why would, somebody, leroy? why would somebody do school? that to their leroy best friend made it, leroy made it clear he does not want to win he'd rather face the draw so what if leroy gets hurt and has to get sent all this leroy game? wants to make it all to right. a final he does not want to get hurt by running yes, into ct known but he made it known throughout the whole season he does not want to win i'm not saying it is the smartest idea. I'm just saying I'm shocked the idea wasn't thrown around. I'm not. The amount of shit that shocked you, I could just about squeeze into the Grand Canyon. Let's move Shut on. Shut up. <laughs> he's, he's from New York. He hasn't seen much of the world. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move into the winner's van. So, Zach has a whole lot of ideas about who should be going there. So, uh, does anybody have an inclination for girls? Justin Devin. What about the guys, dude? That's gonna be the hardest part. I know who you're not voting for. I know. We just gotta think about, we gotta weigh the pros and the cons of each athlete. We have the bottom of the barrel competitors in Devin and Jess. And guys is a little bit trickier because there really aren't that many bad competitors left. And it really just comes down to what's the best strategic move for CT and I. Leroy plays a solo single game. You never know what he's gonna do at any point. Plus, Leroy's a good competitor to throw in there. I think is probably the weakest of the four. I think is actually really good. It sucks hearing Kahada's name because I know that he deserves to be here and he's one of the only people here that I know has my back. Zach floats Devin and Jess's name and he floats Leroy Kahada. How do you guys feel about Zach's strategy and who he's targeting at this point of the game? It makes sense because what the guys are doing is the guys are saying, let's get rid of the weakest girl and let's get rid of the best guy or let's get rid of the guy that's going to hinder me in some way. Like they're always thinking about the next daily. So Johnny Riley's off the block because it's Zach's best buddy in the show, in the house. And 
for the girls wise he doesn't want to deal with jessica or devin in a final because he thinks running with devin or jessica in a final would be detrimental to his game <laughs> we're gonna talk about that in a couple of episodes <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this all works out for him <laughs> i'm just i'm just speculating yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no spoilers well, yeah four assholes with hindsight bananas with zach and ct them not saying bananas i know you make fun of me for this like I, I was honestly like surprised they didn't say bananas because at this point he was this is he won three finals, he's won eliminations and he's proven he's a threat in this game and they both said his name previously so why not do it again why go after someone new like Ahada or Leroy? He'd won four finals by this point. No, isn't free agents four? We're oh watching X's, free agents. X is happy for this. Yeah, X is rivals won. Um, oh, ruins and island. Free agents. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Get your shit together, buddy. Up. Yeah. So he won four finals to this point. He's won a few eliminations already this season. So he's proven he's a threat. Everyone else really hasn't done much. No, they haven't done much more than him. So why not throw bananas in at this point? He's the toughest. He's the toughest male in the game, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Becky. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I think they just are trying to do the easiest way to not shake the boat. So with the girls, it's easy. You know, they have two, I guess, bottom tier females left. So it's not going to be a messy deliberation for the females. But for the guys, do you want to piss off anybody else in that group? I mean, I think they're just going with somebody who's easy and, and going after Kahuta or even Johnny Riley is an easy pick. Because they're the weaker of the boys, if you think about it in a lot of ways. And they're also the least ones that will cause issues in the long run, I think, if they come back. Absolutely. They are going to be the easy targets. At this point of the game, you don't want to shake the boat for anybody who could win an elimination or even most importantly, winning a daily and have the power to put you in. At this point of the game, we're deep enough where you don't want to piss off the people who are winning dailies consistently. Don't fuck with them they will fuck your shit up. So before we head out to club night, Nani sees the way that is going, and she decides to give Kohada a heads up. She doesn't commit. How's this vote gonna go? I don't know, kinda. I don't want Kohada to be blindsided at deliberation. I feel like it's my job to at least give him a heads up as to what he's getting himself into. To be honest, it's between you and Leroy. You don't seem very concerned. I am concerned, but there's only so much I can do. Well, you can do something. And say what? I don't know. There's guys on that team that I don't have a real secure relationship with that could very easily send me into this elimination. So at this point, I'm a little nervous. At this point, Nani gave Kohada a heads up. He thinks that is a good chance of him going in. But is that enough? It, is Nani doing enough to protect Kohada? Or does Kohada have to do something for himself? I think there's only so much Nani can do. I don't think she has the power play to really move forward here to get the guys to switch their votes. So, I mean, I think she's doing what she can, not really able to help as much as she wants to, but she also doesn't want to hurt her game either, so it's kind of a catch-22 for her. I mean, who else is she going to say? Because the only, the only person that she could say is Johnny Bananas, because she's kind of dating Kahada, she just slept with Johnny Riley, and Leroy is her brother. So, I mean, the only name is Johnny Bananas, and if the guys are too afraid to go big then there's nothing she can do besides force a 2-2 tie with Teresa, and then they all go into elimination instead. So... But she didn't say banana. She said Riley. I'm just saying realistically. But, uh, okay, but Riley's not going to work either because Riley's friends with Zach. Like, really, the only name she could say that the other guys maybe could consider is Banana. That's why I'm saying I'm surprised of all people he wasn't brought up once from what we saw. Yeah. Because he's an easy, easy target. You know, I, I love this position for Nani. Because these seasons right now, this is peak Nani. This is when Nani had the most clout in the house. And this is just very typical for her. At this point in the game, you're very deep into the game. 
the final is on the horizon and she doesn't really have anything. Her vagina has bought her some clout, <laughs> but not enough to actually make any moves that's going to mean anything. I mean, Nani. And, and y'all stand this? This is who y'all stand? Fuck out of here. Let's move on to club night. Well, here, let me also just point out that I really honestly think that she is more into Kahuta than Kahuta is into her. Because he seems uh, wh- really nonchalant about it. And she's like, don't leave me. Well, yeah. The girl who you talk about smells like sweet honeysuckle blossoms is out there getting banged on the couch in a hallway for a slice of pizza. So, yeah, I'll be kind of tight, too. <laughs> well, Kahuta's a nonchalant person, though. So, you like, he's not the type of person He's to show, too like, good for her. He's either. too good. They don't make guys like that anymore, man. He, he just deserves so much better. Kahuta is the kind of guy who you want to date your sister. And he's a Southern gentleman. <laughs> exactly. It's, God bless that man. Let's go ahead and move on to club night. So, Kara is chilling with Teresa, and Laura's throwing a fit. She doesn't want to be her friend anymore. She's mad. <laughs> Ho's mad. 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 So this whole thing is starting to get a little bit tiresome. At this point, who needs to step up first? Who needs to approach the other party and square this shit away before it starts getting real and affecting their game? Loru or Kara? Honestly, I think with both their personalities, I don't think anyone's going to step up anytime soon. I, if someone were to step up... Who should step up? I'm going to go with Laurel. Just because I feel like, from what we saw, she did worse. And I feel like she was more inconsiderate in more factors than Kara was. And that's why I think Laurel should step up first. Laurel should definitely be stepping up to the plate. She was the aggressor. She was the one that was semi-name-calling and in just being overall rude. Uh, So she was acting childish. She needs to step up and basically say, I'm sorry, and we need to work. We need to squash it. Laurel, let's move on. Well, Laurel's also the bigger person, so uh, let's go with that, too. Yeah, she's fucking ginormous. Of course, she's the bigger person. She could palm a basketball and she could dunk in the WNBA. Like, fuck out of here. Of course, she's the bigger person. You can't palm a basketball? Who, me? Yes, I could palm. I could palm with both hands. Oh, but. I palm myself with both hands every day. (gasps) First thing in the morning. Have fun. Oh, my. (laughs) Why do you go palm yourself? Not right now. (laughs) Nobody wants to see that. Okay. Not, not live on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I'm all right. It'll definitely make this podcast more interesting. <laughs> Tune in to Minute 44. Bananas does something crazy. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to my favorite part of the whole entire episode. And this is when Leroy decides to politic with Teresa. Elimination. Leroy, you have to, like, focus. Like, you might have to do some work here. Why should we save you? When, would you save us? Would you save us? Probably not. Really, dude? You're gonna not make any promises to anyone? My job is to show up and make it to a final. No, you should have to do work. Leroy does not have my back. And I wouldn't mind saying his name. Just take care of yourself. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, obviously. You call that politics? <laughs> so, <laughs> did, did Leroy help himself at all? <laughs> you know, bananas. Why do you kick this one off? <laughs> you call that politicking? <laughs> the fuck was that, bro? He basically said straight up, "I ain't saving your ass. Fuck you. I don't care what the fuck you do to me. But better yet, he is still safe." Oh man. This is so crazy because these guys just had a relationship last season. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand some of these people at club night. You know what it is. It's club night. That's what it is. Somebody gets too much, like, sauce in them, and they just, like, have free reign to say whatever. (laughs) You know what's really crazy, though? Leroy politicked better than Anissa. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Everybody politics better than Anissa these days. Jesus Christ. I mean, I was... Just flabbergasted. And, and Tyler, like you said, you know, they competed together last season. They made it pretty close. Almost got it, almost got it done. You think they would be looking out for each other. Or I think at that point, it was just a business arrangement. You know, Teresa got bought in. 
and you just had to work with what you had, which was better than, than having to go home. So the fact that that didn't blossom or help him out at all in this situation, but I also think it's, it's really on Leroy. Jesus Christ, make a promise, make a deal, cut something. I mean, Jesus Christ, Donald Trump make better deals than this. I mean, it was just an atrocious display. He should know better at this point. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Thanks, Zach. All right, Jessica, come on up. That was really sweet, Zach. Well, you know. <laughs> I didn't expect you to be nice, actually. Not many people do. <laughs> totally understandable. I'm the rookie. I've not seen him in elimination round, so be it. Zach, let's start with the guys. All right, well, this decision is strictly based off of who is the biggest threat to me when it comes to an individual challenge. It does not feel good to get your name called out, regardless of the reason, and know that you could possibly go home. All right, go ahead. Come on down. So it's going to be Kahuta and Jessica. You guys are going to be in the elimination no matter what. And the rest of the losing squads, you guys are going to be taking part in the draw. So it looks like Kahuta and Jess are going in. And Jess makes sense. She has the least amount of friends. She's a rookie. She hasn't seen an elimination. It is time. And Kohada also makes sense. So I'm not mad at it. But. You mean this season, she hasn't seen elimination. This is oh, her yeah, second uh, season. Yeah. Before we head out, we see Laurel trash Kara to just again. Just feel like scarily calm and. Before the storm. Possibly. <laughs> You're saving all the feelings for. Tonight. Yeah. I think you have a good chance. Have you talked to Kara? She's not very nice when she's angry. I wouldn't take any of it personally. Like, I helped guide her through, and I tried to give her my strength. And now, I just don't know this person. You're just like, oh, I tried to give her my strength, and all the other bullshit. Why do we keep talking about Laura? Because this whole episode is based around Laura and Kara, and we are doing a podcast on the show for this episode. Isn't isn't the episode called like called like broken friendship yeah, some or something like, shit that? like that? Yeah. So that's why we're talking about Yawn. it. on. All right. So Anyways, let's go ahead and let's get to anyway. the kill cards. So let's go ahead and move on to the elimination. We see a circle and a barrel and a ball. Who we know what time it is. Maria, come on down. Good job, Kara. That's the kill card. You know, Teach, I haven't seen this one yet. Thought I'd give it a go. This is my third elimination in five draws. Like, this is insane that people have come this far and not had to get their feet dirty yet. Like, what the f Leroy, looks like you're going against Kahada. Come on down. All right. So Kara and Leroy is going in. Let's go ahead and start off with the girls. Jess starts on the offense. Kara takes it down aggressively, but Jess holds strong. Soon, she gasses out. She throws the ball. I don't know why people think shooting from the three-point line and balls in ever works. It just about never does. I think maybe Abram did it once in, like, an inferno, and it worked, but even I'm not sure about that. Uh, she throws the ball. It misses. And then her and Kara get into it afterwards. Gets a, it gets a little bit chip. <laughs> She's grabbing me by my helmet. Really? I'm raging upset. I'm frustrated. And I've just, I've had it. So, uh, Loru is cheering on Jessica. Interesting. Back to the elimination. Jess is on defense now. She wraps up Kara and knocks the ball loose. 
Jess is definitely showing out and she's doing a lot better than what anybody gave her credit for. Jess gets slammed out of bounds. These girls are going back and forth. During one of the scores, Cara dunks the ball in the hole, but she injures her hand. At some point, Jess begins to gas out and Cara decides to fling her, throws the ball in, and Cara gets the win. Game point. Now, Loru doesn't greet Cara after she gets the win. Fair or foul? Probably foul, but let's not get into that right now. Cara has hurt her hand, and she thinks she's going to need to see a mess. Jess, don't throw it in the hoop. Put it in there. I hear, come on, Jess. Go, Jess, you got it. There's my lovely ex-best friend cheering on her new best friend. If looks could kill, Laurel would be dead. Carmaria doesn't need any extra cheers tonight. And we're not speaking, so I'm rooting for Jessica. That was a wicked tough match. And now that I'm standing there, something isn't right with my hand. It's aching and throbbing and so painful, I pretty much want to cry. You're OK. It's it hurts really bad. Just some ice should be good. Okay. I'm thinking right now that I definitely need to go see a medic. Let's go ahead and move into the boys. Beast, boys. You a beast. Good job. Good work, baby. Good stop you, man. I hit him low, I hit him high, I hit him everywhere. He just, I just couldn't stop him. Nobody likes to lose, and especially I don't, but I really, I'm, I don't know what else I could have done. Man, Leroy, I don't think everybody knows what kind of beast you really are, man. Congratulations. Go ahead and rejoin the group. You're still in the game. Good luck. Nice. Even though it seemed easy from the outside looking in, it definitely wasn't. The whole draw strategy is out of the door. I want to go straight for the win. Pick that head up, Kahara. There's no reason for you to be looking down like that. That was an amazing battle. Leroy's a beast. Unfortunately, this ends your time here on Free Agents. Take care of yourself, man. Have a good one. So, Leroy gets to win, and Kohada is going home. But before Kohada goes home, he runs back, and he gives Nani a hug and a kiss. Now, question I have for you, motherfucker. Why does Kohada love Nani more than Jordan loves Laurel? I've been waiting for this question since, like, the last, like, three weeks. Okay. I knew you were going to ask it. All right. So Kohada made sure he ran back. He gave Nani a hug. He gave her a kiss. Probably tasted like Johnny Riley's dick. He did it anyway. Why wow. did Jordan... There's a simple <laughs> answer. There's a simple answer. Jordan Paula dick. Kohada did it. Mm. So Jordan's a piece of shit. Thank you for confirming. Becky? <laughs> <laughs> Again, as, as much as it pains me to defend him, I honestly think that Jordan was just defeated. He had just lost this elimination that he had hyped himself up for, and he really thought he was going to win. And he just wanted to go. He was like shamefaced. He wanted to leave. And I think that's just what it was. He thought he was going to win, but he thought wrong. Johnny Bananas has put him down. I know what Tyler's comment's going to be. Tyler, why does Jordan not love Laura? Winners walk, losers. Winners talk, losers walk. Yeah, you know that. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is a part of it. But here's <laughs> what I really think. I think let's focus on the girls at hand. And... I don't think Laurel needs a confirmation of emotion as much as Nani does in that situation. As a viewer, when I was first watching it, that's exactly what I went to. I went, Laurel doesn't need Jordan to come back and kiss her because it's just a distraction. But Nani needs that emotional comfort to further herself. And I think Jordan and Kahata know the girls like that. And that's how I broke it down. That was just... Have you seen the way Laurel's been playing, though? I think she could have used one. It's a fact. I mean, now, but in the moment. In the moment. Yeah. Our worst enemy. After the elimination, Nani is feeling a little lonely and miserable, and we all know misery loves company. There is no other like, option. Were you and Kara, like, best friends? Like, I just, I feel um, like... Because I didn't cheer for her? Yeah, I was pretty obvious. A fight's a fight. But I just feel like, as best friends, like, one of you has to make the first move. Like, the term best friend is getting thrown around in this house. You know what I mean? I have other friends. 
And like, honestly, like I want her to learn a lesson too, almost. If that sounds weird, I don't know. Now, the boys do not agree with that. They think that Loru is fucked up and they definitely feel some kind of way about how this whole situation is playing out. Dude, how about Laurel rooting for Jessica? That was... I swear, Laurel would... That just drew the line right there. For a friendship to end in this house, it's so petty. Like, I thought that that would have ended like they'd have been squashed it. Right. Well, that just goes to show how stubborn both of them are, dude. Right. But at the same time, it makes me think that, like, Laurel would eat her own child if she was hungry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, she's ruthless, she's cold. Can you believe Carter flipped that bitch three times? Three times she done flipped it, bro. Like, you talking about earning your stay in the house? That's crazy. For her to make it to a final man would be, for her, she would feel so good. Now, this is season 25. This is Kara before her big glow up, before she started dominating even more than what she's doing now. How does it feel to watch the whole house, even people who's not really friends with Kara, like a Johnny Bananas right now, how does it feel to see the whole house pretty much have Kara's back and dealing with this situation. It shows that what we were seeing on TV, we weren't the only ones seeing it. That the other people in the house were also recognizing it and seeing what Laurel was doing. And even they see it as being wrong. So I think it just helps, I guess, best way of saying is push the, the narrative, the, the overall storyline to make sure everybody knows that yes, Kara's not the wrong one in this situation, it is Laurel. So uh, I'm glad that people are finally stepping up and saying something because a lot of times everybody would just stay silent and it just doesn't help change things. I just want, before we get too far away from it, I want to talk about it. How messed up is it of the challenge gods, and please don't smite me, challenge gods, to invite Kahuta to a season that only features physical eliminations, not a single puzzle or anything that he could have like an advantage in. I mean, granted, he won against Preston, but they even invited Preston to something that's all physical. I think it's kind of messed up. Are you saying Real that Kahuta sucks every... at physical eliminations? No, I'm, I'm saying the competition he had to go up against, he's, a, he's like 60% of every other guy. I see Kahuta nicking Gafar in this game. If he went to the elimination every time, he could... Think of Kahuta, he's like... He's, I wouldn't say he's like Derek, but they both have similar qualities. They're both small, but Kahuta, he's, he'll put up a fight. He's not scared to, like, get physical. You saw him against Leroy. Just, he wasn't scared to get, to get dirty with him. I think Leroy was going 50%. Mm. Mm. I would agree. Let me tell you something. I don't feel bad for Kahuta about that. Let me tell you something. They needed to replace Adam, who raped himself off of challenges. They had to put in somebody <gasps> undersized. You got to have the undersized guy. Yeah, I said it. I don't give a fuck. I said it. I said it again. I say this fucking face. Twerp ass motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, Adam had to compete just like everybody else. Adam had to make sure he got punched in his face at least once every three seasons just to keep competing. So I don't feel bad for him. Adam got to keep going in and getting fucking pushed around by CT every couple of seasons. Why shouldn't Kohada? I mean, yeah, you're undersized. So was Derek. But don't, even though they're both undersized, you can't put Kohada and Derek in the same category. I like Kohada. He's a nice guy. He is a decent competitor, but he is not cut from the cloth that is able to win one of these challenges. Look at, I mean, the only person his size that actually win some of these is somebody like Nehemiah. If this was a team challenge, sure. If this was back in the day of the Gauntlet 2 and the Inferno 2, yeah, he maybe might have had a chance. But even then, you put him against guys like Landon and Alton, Kohut is a good guy. He's a great competitor, but he just doesn't stack up physically. Yeah, you can do puzzles, but it's just not there. Spud Webb was a great basketball player, but guess what? You put him next to a Scottie Pippen, a Penny Hardaway, a Dwight Howard, it's just going to get fucked up. That's what time it is. It's sad, but true. Not everybody's made to win one of these. Okay, here's, here's essentially what I wanted to say real quick. I believe every challenge season should have a base of eliminations. One is endurance, one strategy, one strength, and the other one can be puzzles, like mental, like they did on Battle of the Seasons. I think they should have one of everything because then it makes the elimination the ultimate wild card. When it's all just power, it makes somebody like Leroy able to get through this game. But then you could pull up your excuse of production rigging into someone's game. Man, favorite. you can't have it all, man. That's just how it goes. If you... Well, I want it all. <laughs> all right. 
That is going to close out season 25, episode 9 of the challenge Free Agents. One hell of an episode. Let's go ahead and grade this some bitch. On a scale of 1 to 10, where do you put it, Becky? I would say it has its low and its high points. It's got good parts and that I really, really enjoyed, but I got to give it like a seven because it did kind of seem to go down in a lot of spaces. And really the highlights of this whole episode were Kara and Laurel and then the elimination. That's really what I remember most about this entire episode. Uh, so, I mean, I give it a good seven because it did have a, a couple shining moments, especially with elimination. But other than that, it was okay. Okay, ba 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 bananas. Um, I'm gonna go with a six point five. I feel like even though this um episode was so like physical between the competition and the elimination, it just didn't feel right to me. I feel like the drama in it was like it was too overplayed in a way. I feel like I don't know. It just didn't sit right with me, and the elimination wasn't really like the best. I we seen better balls in, and then with the challenge itself. There wasn't really any contact besides Nani and Kara and was it CT and um Johnny? Riley? Or I'm gonna give it an eight. I think it was uh it gave us everything we needed. It gave us a really good daily. It gave us a really good elimination that we liked in the girls' side. It also kind of set the tone on what's gonna happen in the future with Kara breaking her hand, and that was such like a cliffhanger because they didn't say whether or not, like, for all we know, she was gonna get eliminated from the game the next day you don't really know until these things happen and she shows up to compete so there was just a lot of like le left in the air and i like that it was a good drama aspect so a solid eight you guys are all smoking the finest crack that is out there this episode was a 10 and let me tell you why one we got a banger of a daily as a banger it's good as they come yes it could have had more contact but you know what it's better than watching people running around on fucking go-karts Two, we got drama. We have a major falling out between two of the best female challengers that pretty much has ever been. Three, we have politics. Yeah. Zach throwing in people. Um, I don't know if you could call what Leroy was doing politics, but it was at least interesting as fuck. And four, we got a banger of elimination with balls in. And let me tell you, it didn't disappoint. This was a top tier episode you guys are underselling because it is a female-centric episode. The females were running this, and you guys hate <laughs> women. You misogynist pigs. Bananas Weinstein, yeah, Becky. do you have, a, uh, do you have a, a, a retort? I find it very rude that you call me a misogynistic pig. <laughs> Wait, did you call me Bananas Weinstein? <laughs> <laughs> That part I'm not I I don't disagree with. But anyway. Exactly. <laughs> that was the worst part about this episode is I am one hundred percent sober and I haven't drank in two weeks. So this oh, is amazing. No. This is amazing. All right, guys. One hell of an episode. I had a fucking damn good time today. I hope you guys at home listening did too. Make sure you visit us at shop.lwcpodcast.com to pick up all of your love war challenges the hit list, and general challenge gear. Make sure you keep an eye out for the Flushing Empire coming out soon. And also, make sure you hashtag SMWD. Bananas, close us out. <laughs> All right. Another ride. What? <laughs> Sorry, I was just going to say your oh, speech. Also, before you close us out, Bananas, what? you guys are going to get a treat for the closing out of this. I don't give a fuck if we get tagged. Just enjoy. Bananas, close us out. Wait, what? What's You'll not? see, you have to listen to the episode, dipshit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Another great episode, Podsters. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Join our discussions on Reddit under the challenge subreddit at LWC Podcast. Also, Check out our website, lwcpodcast.com. Make sure while you listen to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, give us five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. 
Have a great day, pot stars. Baby, welcome to the party. I'm off the Myers and the lean. That's why I'm over retarded. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skating around it. Baby, welcome to the party. Pick some of that. Give me lit. Give me lit. Got no money. One in the head. One in the head. Send in the clip. Send in the clip. Baby. Baby, baby. Baby, don't trip. Baby, don't trip. Just lower your tone. Lower your tone. Cause you can get hit. Don't let the head in my system. Nah. I get your body. Next day I forget it. Next day I forget it. Nigga, try just call the body. Nigga, try just call the body. And this one again. Nigga, I was just with him. Bad bitch from overseas.